You're listening to the Better Together podcast, brought to you by the National Association of Free Will Baptists. Welcome to the Better Together podcast, where we look for ways we can work together to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today we have with us Doug Little. He's a longtime musician, singer, uh, a longtime pastor, and currently he's working with the Free Will Baptist Foundation. Uh, and so, Doug, thank you for your long uh, service in, to Free Will Baptist and to the kingdom, and thank you for taking the time to be with us here today. Thank you for the opportunity. It's a pleasure. Now, when people think about Doug Little, most of them think about some of the songs you've written, think about you as a musician, but you were a longtime pastor in Arkansas, and uh, you've got a heart for the church, you've got a heart for pastors. Um, let's talk a little bit about what some of the churches are facing today, because you're, you're in a lot of churches working with the foundation, and you hear a lot from them. I hear a lot from churches saying, where have the musicians gone? Uh, what is up with that? Well, there's been a gra- it didn't happen suddenly. It, there has been a gradual shift over the last 30 years. Uh, when I went into full-time ministry right out of college, the model for church music was primarily uh, live instrumentation, uh, whether it was just a piano or a keyboard or perhaps just a guitar. There are churches that have always just used an acoustic guitar. But uh, soundtracks weren't available. Uh, Production style things were not available. And as as the music industry changed, which which came first, the chicken or the egg, I'm not sure in this matter, um, churches began to want maybe because there was the availability uh, of, and part of it also was the increase, it goes way back, but there was a time when Christian radio wasn't all that common, and so people didn't have access to hear uh, new music and the style of music that many of our churches are enjoying today that would be considered the newer music. That had not yet developed. Uh, with a worship band and those sorts of things. And so over the years, as those influences and opportunities began to grow and our churches began to gravitate that way, there was more of a, uh, a desire, I suppose, on the part of young musicians in the church to learn to play the guitar rather than the piano. Um, I learned to play the piano, but I also learned to play the guitar, but it was like that was the model, uh, you know, being a, a pianist and that being my primary instrument, I've always kind of putting in a plug there. But it takes a long time to develop uh, that skill to that level. Um, and so piano, music in the schools, private piano lessons that I grew up taking began to be less and less, and what that resulted in was a lack of the young people growing up learning to play music. It's very difficult to transfer band instrument music skills to the church, uh, except for the occasional trumpet solo or that sort of thing, uh, unless a church has an orchestra. But the core instruments that are used to support a congregation or choir's music uh, in terms of live is piano, keyboard kinds of things, and guitar. 
those those are the primary instruments. It's quicker to learn to play the guitar and more cool uh, to the younger generation to play the guitar than it is the piano. But we are now at a point where the lack of uh, upcoming keyboard proficient people, it's hurting us mm. uh, because especially with churches uh, that are aging and congregations are, are older, perhaps they don't have young people, uh, people that they have depended on to play the piano uh, for their services have moved away or retired or gone on to glory. Uh, and so it's left a real hole uh, in, in the church not just the tiny churches, but even some of the medium and larger sized churches are struggling with that issue that I've been burdened about for a while. The Music Commission certainly aware and trying to figure out ways that we can provide support and encouragement. So you started playing the piano when you were nine years of age, I believe. Uh, yeah. And you're a big advocate for people playing the piano. So I guess that's the first thing we would say is, hey, you see a young person playing the piano or have any interest, encourage them in that direction. Uh, we need more musicians and especially piano players. Mm -hmm. But also you alluded to some of the challenges, and I should have mentioned you're, you've been part of the Music Commission since its inception. Um, part of what you're trying to do now is this is where churches are at. What can we do to help them in their current situation? And so talk with us a bit about some of the actions you've taken personally and that the commission has taken to try to help our churches that find themselves without musicians right now. Well, with the Music Commission, one of the, the critical things that we've been able to accomplish in the last few years is the creation of the website, uh, fwbworship.com. Uh, where we have been able to put tutorials for church leaders, um, musicians, some basic things. It's a growing library that we hope to continue to add to as we find the interest. We've done some, uh, you know, all of us that are involved and, and music leaders across the denomination that are not necessarily elected to the Music Commission still have an influence and are looked to to help. Um, so those resources we're looking and working to continue to develop. Personally, I'm trying to uh, do what I can short term because I became aware last year, well, which would have been 2022 at the National Convention, uh, I was approached by two different pastors that pastored uh, out in remote areas with no musicians at all to do anything, and they didn't claim to be singers themselves to even lead uh, a congregation. And so there, there's very few opportunities. We're trying to discover what there are available. It depends on whether a church wants and has the means to connect with the Internet, uh, project either videos or PowerPoint slides and those kinds of things. There are, and, and I was burdened by that, and we're discussing things at the commission level that we can do, but I decided to take the bull by the horns and figure out a way that I could put a tool in the hands of, of people who had nothing uh, to go on or very little. 
And so I created, I've, I've started doing soundtracks. It's the easiest way. I'm calling them worship tracks. But I, I went through the Rejoice Hymn Book and selected in sets of 10 songs that I felt like most of our people would like to sing if they're going to sing traditional hymns uh, right out of the hymn book. Um, I, it's, there are copyright concerns, and that runs into license. If you use copyrighted material, you have to pay, and I didn't want to do that. So I selected songs that are in public domain, which means they were written long enough ago that the copyright opportunity for that song has expired, such as Amazing Grace. Um, and I created soundtracks. I sat with the hymn book uh, on my keyboard, uh, recorded the song as if a congregation was singing it straight through using the hymn book, um, and then supplemented the instruments. It's not a full orchestration, but it's not just the piano either. And uh, then I began to, well, and I went ahead and recorded as though I was leading the congregation from the pulpit, my voice as the song leader. Uh, I decided to go ahead and do the lyric slides with PowerPoint, and those uh, there is an option for those to be projected while the soundtrack is playing, and it's all automatic. Um, and then I began to put out... Uh, some asking for some feedback. A uh, couple of churches that I knew that were were needing to use hymns. There's lots. If a church has the opportunity to project things, there are opportunities for newer music online mm. that churches can use. Uh, but some of the traditional hymns are it's not so accessible, uh, and so uh, the ones that I knew were needing it, I asked them to use and give me some feedback. And then I reached out to the state leaders, uh, telling them the idea that I had and giving them a sample of it and getting feedback. They were very responsive. Uh, and as that began, I got some great suggestions, which kind of resulted in me reworking the final uh, options that people have so these, these are in sets of 10. I'm calling them Favorite Hymns, Volume 1, 2, 3, and 4. And then I thought, well, if a church isn't, is needing this, then what are they going to do for invitation songs? So I did a special set of 10 of the more common invitation songs. And then I thought, well, okay, what well, Christmas is coming. So I took 10 of the Christmas carols that are in the Rejoice Hymn Book, and I've done a set of Christmas carols as well. Um, and those are available with for the video to be used with my leading it or just the music without a song leader. But they're also available just as soundtracks mm -hmm. uh, with or without the song leader. That's, um, so, that's great. So, so you've given them really a valuable tool mm -hmm. and, and you've given it to them inexpensively. So uh, one thing you mentioned, you've got to have a, a license. Well, if something's in the public domain, these are all available. And so right. let's, let's walk through that a little bit. So okay. like we've got favorite hymns, volume one. Well, that's Scott, you mentioned amazing grace at Calvary. He lives and other songs. And so you've got 10 songs there. Let's say you grab up, 
volume two, well, that's got count your blessings. He hideth my soul. Holy, holy, holy. And a whole nother set. Uh, volume three has fairest Lord Jesus. He keeps me singing. And then uh, volume four, down at the cross, he leadeth me. Oh, you've given them a whole set. So I could I could be, we could learn some of these songs, or mm -hmm. we've got ourselves a whole, we think of, there's just 52, uh, right. basically 52 services we're doing. And I do think we need to mention the the invitation. So you say, I've, I've got you set up for that too. Have thine own way. Jesus is calling just as I am. And I love your favorite carols of Christmas, Angels We've Heard on High, Away in a Manger, and, and so many more. So what I hear you saying is you've got it set up where, okay, I don't have the Internet, you know, or I can't. I've got a slow download for $30. They could get a thumb drive, plug that in the computer, play it through the sound system. They're set. Yes. Uh, then they could, oh, we've got, we can download. They could do that for $25. Right. And, then you discount them if they uh, order three or more sets. Mm -hmm. uh, it ends up being a ten percent discount. So it's a it's a pretty good thing. Actually, well, it's a very good thing. Thanks, Doug. I, it, there's so many there's so many options, and you know some churches really the best option for them would be to have the have the if they're just going to use the music without the video portion to have it on a CD. Uh -huh. which I can actually burn those onto a CD or they can buy it and transfer it. I'm, I'm trying to make myself available to help churches who really don't have anybody that's really proficient with technology or some of those things. A lot of churches do. They don't need my help, but I'm available to help. And so if somebody's interested, uh, I have had four or five contacts from churches since word about this went out. They've called, they've talked to me about it, asked questions. I figured out what they really want, and then we can get the 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 product to them. That's great. And so you're thinking, how do I do this? Go to DougLittleSongs.com. You'll see some pictures of Doug there. You'll also go to the um, catalog, and you've got it set up where there's all kinds of things they can do. They can do a song search. They can see these various hymns that are laid out, and uh, and they can actually set up an account. So the other thing you mentioned is you've got a place where you reach out and say, hey, here's how you can contact you. Yes. And what I'm hearing and, and knowing about you is you basically look at what their needs are, and you're willing to talk to them and try to help them uh, adapt and figure that out. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, email me. Uh, I don't mind getting texts or phone calls on my number. It's fine. Uh, just let me know what I can do, and we'll try to help. Um, and in the meantime, we're, we're continuing to explore and work uh, about opportunities that the commission can put together resources as well as training for people of what resources are available depending on their situation and how those can be accessed. Um, so any, any of that that people want to reach out to me or to any of the commission members, we're certainly welcome. That's great. That. So they can email you at Doug at DougLittleSongs.com mm -hmm. uh, about commission or uh, 
hey, I've got a suggestion for such and such. How about, could you help me with this, Doug? Yes. As far as the songs go, uh, you alluded to it there. Um, some of the training that the Music Commission does. Mm -hmm. And so maybe some pastors are listening. I know you all have tried to help churches. Uh, maybe you're part of an association. You, you might look at seeing about reaching out to uh, Pastor Doug and commission members about, hey, could, could you all help several of our churches? You all have done that kind of thing in the past as yes. well. Yeah. We can't we can't teach people to play the piano in a weekend, <laughs> but we can uh, we can get a start on it. Uh, one of the things that I think is really nice about the worship tracks, and and it's not necessarily finished. I'm taking a break now that I've got these ready, mm -hmm. but I'm going to be looking at options for creating more. So if somebody has a song that they would like to have that done for. As long as it's not as long as it's not under copyright, I'm willing to go ahead and do that for them. Um, but they're not just restricted for use for congregational in church. I was thinking, you know, if I was, which I'm currently not, but the times that I would go to visit shut-ins or do a nursing home service, or we had Sunday school class that liked to sing, but there wasn't any piano in their room, there's all kinds, or, or home family devotions, there's all kinds of opportunities because these do not require the internet. Mm -hmm. That's the convenience factor that can be used anywhere uh, that that somebody can play them. I was thinking, too, about funerals. You yes. Know, so many times they'll play, you know, uh, we won't name artists, but, you know, mm -hmm. but this is, you could have your hymn of choice, you know, and oh. it's on the M, it's M3, MP3 file, mm -hmm. so you bring your zip drive to the funeral home or whatever. So really have songs can travel is yes. what you have here. <laughs> yeah. If you've got a device that plays an MP3 file, which is most of them these days, mm -hmm. you can play them. And I mean, people can also, if they're into this walking and listening, once they've got it on their device, Sure, um, there's a lot to do. So, so really we encourage folks to check out um, Doug Little songs com or uh, DougLittleSongs.com, actually, mm -hmm. and um, look at the songs that are there. I do encourage folks, very reasonable. You've put a lot of work in this to uh, download them if that works for you or ask for the buy the thumb drive, and then give some feedback at Doug at DougLittleSongs about, hey, I'd like to see mm -hmm. X, and um, sure. let's see what we can do. Yeah. Let me let – me Jump in with one final plug mm -hmm. about piano. Yes, please. Piano is a core instrument. It uh, 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 doesn't have to be a young person. I caught myself to say a young person. I mean, it doesn't matter. People can learn to play the piano at any age. Um, it's a basic instrument from which it, it provides the foundation mm -hmm. to understand music and to be able, once a student has learned basic proficiency in the piano if they want to play the drums it helps them be a better drummer if they want to play a band instrument it helps them understand and do that well if they want to play the guitar or the bass guitar uh, or any of those other things uh, the piano is the core instrument so if there are parents or grandparents or retirees out there uh, invest invest 
in the training of whoever is interested, particularly the younger generations, encourage them. Uh, everybody's our age has a story about having made ha, your parents made you take piano lessons and you hated it. Well, it's not for everybody, but even the basic, if it's just for a while, it provides a greater understanding and hopefully um, some enticement to go further in music because we need musicians in our churches. Absolutely. We need people. I'm not, I'm not demeaning in any way the people that are doing what they do now because I love the guitars, I love the, the percussion, the drums, I love all of that. But a church that doesn't even have a piano is in a real, a real problem. Uh, it's hard to be a pastor when your people struggle to even sing Amazing Grace, and when they do without any instruments, it's horrible. And then you get up and try to preach and have a sense of the Holy Spirit's presence and anointing on the service. It's a challenge, and it, there's no long-term sol- or no short-term solution. But I think over the next five to ten years, we could turn, as Free Will Baptist, we could turn the corner on training musicians for our churches. Absolutely. So moms, dads, grandparents, uncles, and aunts, you see that young person, encourage them to take piano lessons, make that uh, option for them. And you mentioned that used to happen a lot. My grandmother bought the piano I learned to play on. And, and and what a difference it makes. Even yeah. if they don't, they have to stick with it for it to really stick and, and to matter. But even not, even if they don't, they've got a they've got some information there that helps them. Uh, as an aside, it helps them in so many ways. Mm-hmm. You know, academically, yes. it will help them, uh, and even emotionally, it's it's a great help. There's a lot of good research out there on that as well. So. That's a gap. The world is going in the opposite direction because it takes sustained activity Mm -hmm. and learning and concentration, but we need to get back to that. So, hey, thank you for that challenge, Doug, and hey, thank you for what you're doing to help us in the short run. To uh, you're not just saying learn the piano, learn the piano. You're saying learn the piano, and here's what you can do Sunday morning. You know, to get you through this point where uh, your services can be as effective as they can be. And so thank you for taking the time to do that. Well, thank you for the opportunity to share about it. I just want to get the word out. They're there, they're available, and uh, I'm glad that the Lord's helped me to be able to do it. Well, thank you, and thank you, our listeners. And you heard the last phrase from Doug. He's trying to get the word out. So how about you helping us get the word out? Maybe take this podcast, share it with someone that you think would be benefit from it. Maybe sure. that grandparent or mom or dad that's got a child that could use uh, piano lessons. Uh, maybe you're even thinking about uh, what you can do in a church. Or you have limited musicians or you're trying to take the music there to a nursing home or just take it out on the road, so to speak. Use Brother Doug's information. It can be real helpful to us. Thank you for being with us today. Remember, every little thing we do matters. We're truly better together.